Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV MTK Global, the best looking man in boxing, is standing behind the camera and Joe Caldina is in front of it. Hello, mate. <laughs> not too bad, Paul, not too bad. Um, you ain't been, what did you say to me, you ain't been on IFL since 2019. 2019 so I'm going to ask you how you've been in that time. I know not much has gone on, but you should really have a long answer. I should, yeah, I should have a long answer, but at the same time, it's, I remember it was after, after my fight, it was a couple of months, and then, which I was just relaxing and spending time with the family because I was in camp for a long time. And then uh, COVID hit, so I've been locked up. Open, like, it's like open prison, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a sort of category C prison. Yeah. But, um, you was on such a roll as well, like you were winning titles in good fights against unbeaten fighters, and you were on such a roll. Do you feel like that sort of just zapped all the sort of momentum out of your career? I mean, not that it's going to be harmful in the long run, but do you feel like in that moment it just sort of zapped everything? Yeah and no. Um, at this, like, yeah, as in I was on a, I was on a roll and I was... Um, picking up titles and I was moving closer to my dream, which is being a world champion. But at the same time, it was, um, uh, COVID was a blessing in disguise for me because of, I had a hand injury and, um, I had to get it sorted and me stepping up the levels and my fight in May, uh, 2020 was meant to be a, a tough opponent, like someone like Johnny Gonzalez or, um, uh, who else we were looking at. We were looking at a couple of fighters anyway, but that sort of fight, I can't go into a, um, a fight like with one hand so for me um, I needed to get it done um, so yeah Covid was a blessing in disguise for me but at the same time um, I've had a lot of time to work on certain things that I was uh, maybe a little bit um, or, or neglecting in my boxing and I've had a chance to work on that now and um, on the March 20th I'll, I'll show everything I've been working on Yeah I want to come on to March 20th which isn't far away now in a bit but um yeah, are we talking about the potential where you could have gone forward in your career and 
almost had to, I don't know, shorten your career by a couple of years. You could have gone forward in your career with a hand injury. And in a couple of years when you were at the level you wanted to be, it could have been like a big time disaster. Yeah, could have, because that could have been the, the uh, point of winning and losing a fight. Because these, these people, you could, like especially at world level, you can whack them with everything and they'll still keep coming and coming and coming. And if you've got a bad hand, then with, for me, it was at the, at the, the, my last three fights I've had a bad hand, but it was at a level where I could use my boxing skill and, and sort of get around, get around their, their sort of, if you understand what I'm saying, but um, yeah, at the world level, then you hit them, they're still going to keep coming unless you knock them spark out. Um, yeah, you can outbox them, but you've still got to hit them hard to keep them, keep them at bay. And um, I just, I wasn't able to do that in my last three fights where my hand was that bad. Um, yeah, and I, I was just glad that I, I say I'm glad. Like I said, it was a, a, a blessing in disguise for me. I needed to get it done, and um, finally I got it done. And now my hand's better, and and now I'm ready to show everything on uh, March 20th. Let's talk about the man in front of you on March 20th, Farouk Korbanov. Farouk Korbanov. I know he's fought twice and come up short twice for the European title. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about you know what you know about Farouk, and I can imagine you've had little clips of him shown to you, probably not too much, but what do you know about Farouk? Um, well, there's not much to have a look at on, on YouTube and whatever else. Um, I've heard about him. Um, Is that a positive? Because sometimes it can be when there's not too much and you don't really know too much about someone. Yeah and no. Like, obviously, a, a fighters anyway that I um, get matched up against, I always have a look, maybe like not even five minutes. I'll have a little look, um, see what I notice I'm doing um, like things that I, I recognize I'm doing over and over again. So I'll look at that, I'll take that away. Um, and then I'll let Tony do the rest, which is uh, watch him and, and work on certain things and uh, come up with a game plan. But like I've been in the amateurs where I've watched someone over and over and over again on video and I get in their fight and they come out and do completely different things sort of to, to what I've just watched. So um, same with Masha Dodd. I went out to fight Masha Dodd thinking he was going to come at me for the whole 12 rounds and even on a back foot for the first like six to eight rounds I was, it threw me off a little bit I thought okay well I'll just nick these rounds then and, and that's what I did and then when he, he tried to press I was already too too much ahead and um, in my rhythm so he couldn't get nowhere near me but at the same time um, someone like Kopanov he's experienced um, he's boxed for a European title twice come up short but at a good level um, and he's from Kyrgyzstan, which uh, normally they're very good amateurs. So I think his boxing ability is going to be decent. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to be switched on. I don't know where you said he was from then, but I just know that I couldn't find it on a map. Where is it? Kyrgyzstan. I think I spelled, uh, pronounced it right. I have absolutely no idea. But it sounds like he sounds hard as nails. Yeah, they are. And when you said about Masha Dodd, by the way, I just got to say, everyone thought Masha Dodd would come forward because that is like just the Masha Dodd style. Um, but yeah, like this fight, is this sort of just one and then go and you're back where you want to be because I know people would probably get their lips licking a bit more for a domestic dust up or perhaps an opposition we'd be familiar with but is this just one fight and then go time because you, you make it clear where you want to be yeah. we know where you want to be we know what sort of level fighter you are so is it just this fight and then go? Yeah that's that's my plan um, like I'm 30 this year I ain't got long left in but I haven't got like a year or two I've got a a good like five years left in me but at the same time I want to be fighting these next like this next year at a, a decent level try and get a world title this year 
and then the next um, for four or five years, if that's however long I go on for, um, at the highest level. So, um, yeah, it's, I want to have this fight and then move on. Do you allow yourself to look at the world scene and sort of assess it and watch the fights and take what you can from different fighters, or is that just when you're there, then you worry about that? No, I do it. I, I, I've done that from once I started boxing. I, I always look at people that I'm drawn to, um, style-wise, and I think, okay, what can, what does he do right? What does he do good or do well, or what don't he do well? And try not to do that in a in a spar or in training. Um, so I always pick things from different fighters that I like and take my way. Um, and my favorite fighters are Sugar Ray Leonard, and is he's his his footwork's unbelievable, and I've tried to impl- implicate that in my boxing um, and how fluent he is on his feet, and which. I'm sure I've showed that in uh, in my boxing career, um, but at the same time, the likes of Canelo, I like how he picks his punches and and slots them in. I, I love that Marquez for combination punching. Um, there's a, there's a lot of fighters out there that I like, and especially at my weight at this present present moment, there's a lot of good fighters out there, um, top level and some of the best in the world, pound for pound. So, um, yeah, I, I take little bits from 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 them, and I think they're all at the at the world championship level. They're all, they're all unbelievably great in everything they do. So yeah, I'd be silly not to take uh, certain bits from them. And you're not coming back at middleweight. I know you've had lockdown, but you, you've managed to keep the pounds off. You are a super featherweight, Joe Cordina. Yeah, well, I was, I was, tr- I, I should be a fat guy, really. Um, the amount I eat, but uh, yeah, I, at the start of lockdown, the first lockdown, my 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 old man got a big yard where um, I was able to put bags or gym equipment there. Um, so I had my little setup, all weights. I got, I had everything I needed, and I was running, uh, doing 50 mile bike rides with a couple of mates, and um, uh, yeah, getting the work in. So I wasn't um, sitting at home just chilling, and it was, it was like everyone else. Yeah, but it was just normal. It was just a normal, yeah. normal for me. It, it wasn't anything um, that I, I've, like, I've, I've never been doing for the last. 12, 13 years I've been training day in, day out um, so it's just normal for me Let's talk about Oscar Valdez and Miguel Burchell um, I don't even know where to start I mean that was like boxing porn for the sort of fans who love an absolute all out Mexican war yeah, yeah. Um, from a fan's perspective just take the hat off that it's a division that you're obviously looking at from a fan's perspective just how enjoyable was that? Oh, it was unbelievable wasn't it? it is, I, I didn't expect that um I thought Oscar Valdez could outbox him and uh, be a bit too um, smart for him, but at the same time, he's a very he's a very big super featherweight to Burchelt, and he's tough as nails and probably the probably yeah one of the biggest punches in the in that division. So um, I just thought if if he can stick to his boxing, Oscar Valdez will, will could win, but I just I just didn't think he'd do it like the way he did. He he hurt him, and to be honest, he he beat him up for the for the for the amount of rounds he went on for. Um, and it was it was actually I can't say good to see uh, Birchard lose, but it was a good great display of boxing from uh, Oscar Valdez, and he showed that he's he can box, he can punch, he can do it all. I mean, like you said, people were. I mean, it's not like people wrote Oscar Valdez off completely, but the method he done it in, I suppose, yeah. was. Unexpected. Do you think he's put a lot of people on the division in notice? I mean, he must have done. There's not much more you could do to Miguel Burchell than that to put people on notice. Nah, uh, and I don't think there's not many people out there that could 
do what he did to Miguel Burchelt. Yeah, they can outbox him. There's a lot of people in there in that division that can outbox him. Um, and and maybe there's a couple in there that can push him back and um, and have a toe-to-toe war with him and maybe nick a, nick a win there. But the way he did it, where he boxed him, put him over a few times, had it stood there with him and had, had it with him as well, and then knocked him out. That was just um, it was it was a great uh, bit of boxing to to watch. And you haven't just got that as well. We've got Frampton and Herring yeah. uh, that's going to take place in. Should know my dates working in boxing, but it's going to take place in yeah, April, April time. Yeah, f- possibly four or five weeks. Um, yeah, that's a fight that's been brewing for a while. Where do you sort of stick your hat on that one? Um, I don't know. I've won. I can't say I've, I've won any of them to win. It's it's a it's a fan friendly fight. Um, I've, I've, I remember when I was in the amateurs, um, I seen Jamal Herring. Um, always a great fighter. Obviously, he's gone on to do what he's done in the pros and won a world title. Now you've got Frampton. He's a he's a an ex world champion, former world champion. He's fighting for it again. So um, I, I'm probably gonna have to sit on the fence. I'm, I, no, I can't. I can't sit on the fence. I say, probably, that's what you, you, one thing you will get abused for on this yeah, channel is sitting yeah, on the fence. No splinters in the arse, Joe. Come on. No, I can't. Um, I'm just gonna go with Jamal Herring because the size yeah. difference. He used to box at um, light welter as an amateur, and he was he's big for light welter. Um, and then you've got Frampton that's just kept coming up the weights um, I think he might be a little bit too small but he proved a lot of people wrong in in the past with certain fights so yeah I won't be surprised if he do win uh, Frampton wins but um, if I had a tenner I'd stick it on from um, home I'm sure you got more than a tenner in the bank look at the coat come on um so yeah, obviously Frampton and Heron and this word that Shakur is going to be sort of the immediate mandatory for the winner um, I know Archie Sharp's knocking him out of the WBO ranking, been calling for Jamal for about two years now. Um, then I suppose, are you next in line? Are you in that sort of bracket below the mandatory guys at the moment, I guess? Can we put you in that sort of queue? Because there's always a queue for people who want world titles. Can we put you in that queue? Um, nah, listen, I'm, I'm realistic. I ain't going to start shouting out their names, you get me? Because at this present moment, I've got no right to. Yeah, we can and try and look for a bit of clout. But at the same time, I'm realistic. I want to go. I want to um, get this fight out the way, which I'm not looking past him because I know he's he is tough and um, he's never been stopped. And he's been in with um, uh, some good opposition. And like I said, from Kyrgyzstan, they're very good amateurs, so I know his boxing ability is going to be decent. Um, so yeah, I can't look past him. But at the same time, I want to step up now after this fight. I get this win. I want to step up. Whoever it is, I don't care. Um, I just want to get close to a world title, and then when I'm thereabouts and I've I've earned my 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 spot, then I can start having a little moan at these world champions and say, "Come on, and let's have it." But until then, I can I can't sit here and say, I've, "Like I said, I've been up over a year, coming up a year and a half. Well, I'm going to come back and start shouting out everyone's name. Nah, it don't work like that." So yeah, for me, I'll I'll earn my shot anyway. All right, good stuff. We're not that far away, and then you can get yourself in the bubble. And um, yeah. yeah, are you looking forward to that bubble experience? Because I suppose being away from the sort of bright lights of boxing, you know, like boxers always turn up to shows and that. Being away from the bright lights and all the press conferences, and away from Eddie spouting his usual charm and all that, you're going to be chucked in, and it's going to be like an intense version of that. Are you ready for all that? 
you if you were to see my amateur career and come oh, yeah of course yeah yeah and come and yeah. come away some of the countries we've been to and some of the places we boxed at then that's luxury compared to that so listen i'm i'm fine with it. it is what it is and when we went to monte carlo they were saying oh there's a different atmosphere i said listen it's no different atmosphere i've done this all before i had 180 on amateur fights and boxed in some of the shitholes of the world so for me um yeah i'm looking forward to it it's just it's a new experience but at the same time not if you if you get me like a as as the atmosphere sort of thing but yeah being in a bubble i suppose yeah it's going to be a new experience can i just ask you this i might have got this completely off but i was speaking to someone who was telling me about a gb amateur trip where a russian team were having breakfast and was it you who went and sat down in the middle of them um, I'm sure they said it was you. Like they was all having breakfast in the hotel, and there was one space, and you just walked up and sat down. It might not have been you, but I'm sure they said it was you. Who who said it? I can't remember, but I had this conversation with someone in the bubble, I and I just got a feeling mad. it was you. I've done a lot of mad things um, as an amateur, but I can I can remember. I've, like I said, I've been all around the world. I've, pro I've probably jumped in the middle of a few Russians before, um, and had a couple of dirty looks. But yeah, they're, um, yeah, I can't remember exactly if that was me. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd ask because I can't remember who said it. But yeah, um, I'm going to find out. Right, Joe. Sweet. Thank you for speaking to IFL TV and see you in a couple of weeks. Wicked, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.